right center, Barkov looking to get a step on Mete. Barkov to the net. Barkov between the legs. Unbelievable. Did you just do that, Alexander Barkov? The Panthers are back on top. Hello and welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo. And this week's episode of the podcast is brought to you guys by DraftKings. The return we've all been waiting for is here. One of sports' most notorious icons is stepping into the octagon this Saturday. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a free shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new players a free shot at a million dollars in total prizes with first deposit. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at a million dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about football playoffs where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs this weekend. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the weekend. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Noah, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, you know, just busy couple of days. Lots of work going on. Lots of hockey on. Uh, so it's been it's been good. What have you been up to? Uh, you know, just just kind of uh, t- getting used to getting to back to the schoolwork grind. Um, it is a grind. It, it definitely is. Um, it's it's already like they're they're not giving us any breaks, so that's not really cool. But it's all good. Um, starting my new job next week. Nice. Uh, just got my uh, work laptop, so that's pretty cool. Looking forward to playing around with that. Um, but yeah, it's just getting back into the rhythm of things. Yeah. No. It's same. Same here, man um uh, yeah just kind of been yeah grinding lots of work going on uh and then obviously hockey our panthers they've only played two games so far but two wins um and i mean we we did our first episode before or after game one they played last night uh big big win big comeback win maybe not as complete an effort as the first one but overall, what are your thoughts on this one from the Panthers? I cannot stress this enough. Carter Verhage is a top three talent in the National Hockey League. He's good. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Man, he just flies out there. He was honestly like probably the best player on the Panthers that on that second game against Chicago. I mean, he looked amazing. That I mean. Honestly, that whole first line, I thought, with uh, Duclair, Barkov, and Verhage was just, honestly, like, always creating opportunities. Yeah, which I think is huge for this team, to have a line that's going while you're able to split up Huberto and Barkov so that you can still have 
you know, a pretty effective second line too. Uh, but yeah, Verhage's been incredible so far. I think a pleasant surprise for a lot of people, uh, at least thus far. Yeah. Um, wish I could say as much about Bobrovsky's performance last night. I got a lot of last season's vibes from it. Yeah, it was it was kind of a lot of the same where it's like, you know, he made some good saves, but then a couple of the goals where it's like, man, you should you got to have that. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I am like a huge Philip Koroshev fan. I mean, I, I saw him play for, for Quebec in the juniors. I mean, not that regularly, but I still got to see him and, you know, got to watch him in the world juniors with Switzerland. Love the guy, but he should have never gotten his first NHL goal on that shot. Like that was just, I, I, you need, if you're Bobrovsky, you need to stop those. Yeah. like it's, a, it's I, like, There's no doubt. Well, yeah, it's t- like, there is that D screen in front. Yeah, it doesn't but, help, but you, the shots coming from far, far out enough that he should be able to pick up the puck. Oh yeah. hundred like, percent. No, it's still a bad goal, but I get like, that, it was, it was a good, it was a good shot. Like not, not going to take away credit from Karisha, but that should have been stopped by Bobrovsky. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, even the Kubalik one, like there's no screen on that. Like it's a yeah. one timer, but you're set up in position, right? You have a clear, you know, eye line to the puck. All right. But then, you know, he makes the, the save on Patty Kane on the penalty shot. Exactly. You know, I mean, and then of course, Patrick Kane's goal earlier in the game, I mean, was just, what are you going to do there? It's Patrick Kane on the backhand. You really just, you, you, all you can do is square up and hope it hits you. Yeah. I mean, that's just a perfectly placed shot. So they like, don't fault him for that one, but yeah, a bit in, inconsistent, I think, especially, you know, considering like Drieger played really well in game one uh, of the season. Uh, yeah. which, which which is great for the team, but I think yeah, I think I think I think we're gonna see way more uh, split starts than we than we expected at the beginning of the season. Yeah, that is if the Panthers ever play any more games, because once again, <laughs> their next games also postponed because of Carolina. You, and you'd think Florida would be the one affected by COVID, right? Yeah, like, but no, it's Florida. But no, it's the other teams. Yeah, so once again, they're they're kind of postponed uh, in a limbo a bit, which well, I mean, which really just works in favor of them st- remaining as the only undefeated team in the NHL. Yeah, but then we're gonna get a play like to the end, like we're gonna get towards the end of the season, and like every team schedule will be done, and then the Panthers will have like eight more games to play, <laughs> and teams are just waiting to see if they make you know the playoffs or not. Yeah, I mean, it, th- that's like a realistic possibility that it could come down to that where teams are just kind of waiting around and Florida still has to make up, I wouldn't say maybe not eight games, but I mean, I think we could see like three, four games where teams are just like, well, we hope we make the playoffs, but I mean, Florida kind of, it's all in their hands. Yeah. And it's tough because like all the other teams, like they're, they've played, you know, at least like three or four games so far. So they're all like a little bit closer to like where they're going to, where they're eventually going to be. Like they're close to their potential. Whereas Florida, like they only played two games. Yeah. I mean, realistically, we're going to get to the end of the season and Dallas is still going to have 56 games to play. Probably at this rate. 
I don't know. I have all these like Dallas Stars players on my fantasy <laughs> hockey team, and it's like that's no help right now. It really isn't. It's like uh, I think on my on my one team I have like Duclair, Huberto, Heiskanen, Gurianov, and then I had some Tampa guys too. I had Vasilevsky. So like none of these guys are playing. None of these guys are playing. That's it's a good point. Um, yeah, we knew we knew this was gonna happen. Yeah. I didn't but, think it happened so quickly. So exactly, exactly, because because we we the NBA started a little sooner, obviously, and they they really they they've had some good stretches, and I mean there, there were a few games. I I'm thinking of the the Denver Nuggets were playing the Philadelphia 76ers, and I think the Sixers had seven players on the roster for that night. Yeah, it wasn't a lot, and you, you can't really like you can't you can't do that in hockey, right? You need your 18 guys, like, realistically. Unless it's Team Germany, in which case <laughs> you're going to play with, like, nine. But it's Tim Stutzel, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, um, but, yeah, it's the fact that it's happening so early in, in the season and just so violently, as you put it, it's it's concerning. It's not great. Not a great start. But, you know. We'll we'll see how it, how it goes from here on out. Hopefully the Panthers can, you know, play some more games here, uh, coming up. At least only one division is affected. That is true. That is the that is a good thing. It just happens to be you know our division, which is not the best. Um, but you know as much you know, we'll talk more about the Panthers and you know hopefully they played some more games by our next episode of the podcast. I'm not but, holding my breath. Not holding my breath, but we'll see. Um, but today, you know, we said we were going to do our awards predictions. Uh, so we've had, you know, about a you know a week or so of hockey. Uh, so so some guys, you know, are already maybe making their case for certain awards. I mean, Bobby Ryan leading the league in goals. Is he the rocket? He's tied. Richard? He's tied. He's tied. Yeah, for now. <laughs> <clears throat> but I mean, uh, so lots of. You know, lots of candidates out there so far for different awards. Uh, so we'll make our predictions. Uh, which one do you want to start off with? Um, I mean, I guess there's an easy one, in my opinion. I mean, at least so far, I think there's an easy one. Okay, which one do you want to go with? It, it'd be the Calder Trophy for me. All right, we'll, we'll go Calder Trophy. I, I'm, I'm going to guess you're, you're going to say Kirill Kaprizov? Obviously. All right. I in I don't know who you're thinking of, but well, I mean, for, for me, he's the obvious front runner at this point. Yeah. I mean, Lafreniere just has not showed up. Um, he's also playing third line minutes for the Rangers, and he's only getting second power play time. Um, but he's still played at what, what is it? Three games now. Um, an assist would be nice. Yeah, I. I think, yeah, like Kaprizov's the obvious pick. He was probably the obvious pick before the season, too. Um, but for me, you know, I never like to take the obvious pick. It's too easy. Uh, so I'll, I'll take a, I'll, I'll go with Tim Stutzel for this one. Um, you know, he's, all right. I mean, he's already been injured once this season. He can't get injured again, right? <clears throat> exactly. You know, he scored that really nice first NHL goal. Ottawa looked a lot better than I think people thought. 
so I think yeah they, they kind of uh, I I don't know if you, you caught it last night but so I, I had both games on I had the Jets and the Senators and then I had um, Panthers. Panthers and and Blackhawks and they, they were both like 7 p.m start times yeah and they both went went to overtime so while there was that kind of like intermission before overtime I was watching the 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 Ottawa overtime because they were a little ahead. I mean, they crumbled. Like they oh, could yeah. easily won that game against the Jets, and I just, yeah, that's why I Ottawa's going to do Ottawa, and that's why I don't have any. Yeah, faith but but they didn't have but they didn't have Stutzel. If they had Stutzel, but that's the, Je- the Jets didn't have Line. Exactly, but I think you can make a solid case that Tim Stutzel is more important to his team than Patrick Line is to the Jets. So for that reason, I'm going, I think I'm going, that's a, I think that's an argument that that would be an entire podcast on its own. I don't think so. I don't even think it's I don't think it's that much of an argument. First of all, Wine doesn't want to be in Winnipeg. Second of all, they have so many other tremendous players that are probably better than him. So, whereas Tim Stutzel, I mean, like he's gonna I mean, be the line, guy in line all. A line A against the Flames this season. One game. Well, Stutzel doesn't even have that yet. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's I think it's a debate. Anyways, uh, I, I, it's it's a good pick though. I'm a, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. So Although I'm more, I'm more... his his counterpart Josh Norris has been looking good as well. He has been looking good. Lots of lots of candidates uh, out there. Definitely, definitely Kaprizov is a war to lose at the moment. I mean, he's had such a great start, uh, which is awesome for me because I'm in fantasy. So, uh, yeah, I'm good with that. Uh, let's go. Go Rocket Richard next. Rocket Richard. And unlike you, I'm not going with Bobby Ryan. I'm not uh, going with Bobby Ryan. <laughs> I, you know, I think he'll come close. I think he's going to be top three. But um, I'm going to go with um, the, the the prodigy himself, Andrei Svechnikov. Okay. Um, from, from Carolina. I think he's been looking great. I mean, I don't want to say he's the new Ovechkin, but like. Man, as far as Russian goal scorers go, I ha- I am I have very high hopes for this kid. Yeah, he's looked very good so far this year. He was awesome last year. Um, quick side note: a couple weeks ago, I was looking at like the betting odds, and for the Rocket Richard, like the seventh best odds was Alexander Barkov, which is just blasphemous. Like I love Alexander Barkov, but yeah, no, I'm not. I I'd put money on him not to win it. Like I don't know if that's a thing, but I wouldn't. Well, I just, like it, I no offense to Barkov, he's just not a goal scorer. I know it was just that's I not, couldn't I couldn't believe it when I saw it. It was just like, absurd. Like you can't even have. I can't even. You can't even argue he's the he's the favorite to win the Rocket Richard on the Panthers. No, that's probably so put co- Huberto. Like, come on, like you put Huberto above him. Yeah, I think I'd put Huberto. Oh, I definitely Barco wouldn't. I wouldn't. No. no way. No. Huberto's a, Huberto's a disher. Yeah, but he he has so much talent. I think he could be no, way no, better no, goal no, scoring Barkov. No, that's blasphemous. All right. All right. We should put money on this. Whoever gets more goals at the end of the season. It's going to be Barkov. Guaranteed. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Hoobie doobie doo. He's like career high in goals is 30. <laughs> like. No. What's Barkov's career high in goals? It's higher than 30. <laughs> 30 it's 35. I mean, Huberto's younger. Eh. Is he? 
No, I think he's older. Actually, yeah, I actually don't even know. I no, he's older. Right. Okay. Okay, then. Never mind. So, so no, your argument has collapsed. But um, I still think Hubert is going to have more goals than Barkov this season. Well, I disagree. We'll have to make a wager on it. We will. Um, but, all right. Interesting. I, I like the pick, though, for the Rocket Richard. Uh, I'm going to go different. I'm going to go with Steven Stamkos returning to his goal-scoring ways. How many goals does he have so far? I, I, I actually two, don't know. Two, but their schedule has been delayed. They've only played Dallas. two games. They've only played two games. Yeah, so he's on pace for 56. It's very reasonable, yeah. So very reasonable, very plausible. Uh, so I like him to do that. I mean, obviously the obvious picks are like Matthews and Ovechkin. Because... Yeah, or even like you could argue McDavid is in there for obvious picks. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like, I mean, McDavid is obvious picks for like every single award that he can win. And I even throw in the Calder, Vezina, and Norris for him. Yeah, he's quite good. Uh, <laughs> you could very easily win the Rocket Richard, but no, I'm going I'm going with Stammer this year, even though you know he's up in there in Tampa. Don't like to cheer for them, but I think he's gonna have a nice bounce back here. Different kind of role now that Kucherov's out, gonna need him to score some more. So it's it's a good pick. I I, I like it. Um, I that's not my pick, but I no. would love to see. I love I would love to see Samkos come back to his regular form. It'd be awesome. Like, he was only, so good. He's only so won good. it once before, right? And yeah, because Ovi always wins it. He, but the only time he won it, I think he shared it. Is that possible? I think he I had, thought, like he one had, year it was. He had sixty one year. Like, I thought he shared it with like Crosby or something. Let's see. I'm gonna try and find it. Uh, I'm looking for it now. Oh, oh he won it twice. 2010, 2000. 11, 12. Yeah. So yeah, first time he won it, 2010. He shared it with Crosby. He shared it with Crosby, which is what I was thinking of. But the one you were thinking of was 2012. Yeah. 60. Yeah, so, I'm also looking like I'm looking at the Richard Trophy winners too, and like Jonathan Chichu, man, that one year, fifty six <laughs> goals. My goodness, the Joe Thornton effect. Like that's exactly quite literally. Yeah, quite literally. Um, all right, let's move on to another one. Let's go. Uh, let's go, Art Ross. Most points. That's that's a really good one. It's so hard to like pick someone out right now <sighs> I'm there, there's so many obvious picks for this one and yeah there's a ton I, of obvious ones I think that this team is going to have such a good season and I really this is more like of a, a hope he's going to win it but Nathan McKinnon Nathan McKinnon would love to see Nathan McKinnon win it um he hasn't he hasn't had the luck with individual awards and even just awards in general that other other guys have had. But I, I would love to see him win the Art Ross this year. Um, that being said, I think it would be very funny to see uh, Taylor Hall win it in Buffalo. That would also be and, pretty and good. not make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know. I. I... 
I was thinking McKinnon too, but I think it's just too hard to not say McDavid. Like, yeah. it's the obvious pick, but it's the obvious pick for a reason. It's because the guys. Well, well like the, the, you could argue the obvious pick would be Drysaddle, though. No. No, no, it's it's Connor McDavid. I think I think like as good as Drysaddle was like the last couple of years, like McDavid, he, he's he's the best player in the world. 100%. Right. So I think the only thing that hurts them is if they play their better wingers on Drysaddle's line and McDavid's just got to do it himself. But he can because he's that good. So, yeah. I mean, uh, as of right now, none of the players we, we, we said are actually like top in points so far. And we're actually, it's, it's an interesting list. Um, Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes has looked incredible this year. He has. And, Taylor, I mean, Taylor Hall looking good too. Jack Eichel makes an appearance in there and he has not, he has yet to score a goal. Yeah. I mean, so I, I, yeah, no, I would put a little money on Jack Eichel just not scoring any goals this season and finishing with like 70 assists. Very possible. Just dishing it to Hall and Olsen. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Um, but yeah, lots of guys have gotten off some great starts this year. Lots of lots of interesting names on the list of top scores so far. Obviously, still early, but uh, some some interesting names for sure. Um, Norris Trophy. Good question. Now this is like because the Norris Trophy is probably one of the least predictable. Yeah, because um, a it's like. Like Rock Richard, most goals easy. Art Ross, most points. Norris, it's kind of vague in its description. Like it's like what like what makes the best defenseman? Is it the offense? Is it the defense? Yeah. The combination. Because we've seen a lot of guys win it with offensive years. We've seen guys win it with less offensive years. Yeah. Um you know, last year like John Carlson was the most offensive defenseman, but Roman Yossi takes it home. Yeah. Uh Interesting one. Um, uh, I'm gonna put. I'll I'll put two picks in, because one of them. One of them is the most unrealistic, but it has to be made because we're a Panthers podcast, and it has to be Keith Yandel. Keith Yandel at the start, debatable to even play in the first game, wins the Norris Trophy. I think. What a story that would be. The storyline is unbeatable. so, not super so that likely that yeah all right and then who's your actual pick see i don't want i want to go completely off the board with this and it, it's a shame because his team is not producing as much as i want uh, as, as i thought they would i'm gonna go with adam fox adam fox He's looked incredible so far with the Rangers. Um, I think he, I he's a really good defenseman. Yeah, he's a very good player. Like very. The good problem is the, the problem is that the team he plays on does not have a solid defense, in my opinion. So that that's going to be hard, but he's he's going to be legit, and I mean, so he's been playing tremendously so far so he's my pick for the norris 
No, I like that. You know, a bit of a sleeper pick. No, I like it. Uh, I'm going to go with a more obvious pick because – but I'm not going to go, like, super obvious. Like, I'm not going to say, like, Victor Hedman. Uh, I'm going to go with the pride of Boston, Massachusetts, Dougie Hamilton. Wow. Because he is that good. Like, he is that good of a defenseman. And he might have been my pick last year if he was healthy for the full season. But and you want to know what? Like, Carolina has a fantastic defense. So, we, we, which, which really helps just overall. Um, it's a, that's a great pick as well. Yeah, I mean – like he's been so good ever since he came into the league. Like he get great shot, scores goals, great team he's on. He definitely has the offensive upside as well. Oh yeah, like he can do it. Like his offense, like his offense has been pretty steady for most of his career, and I think people don't appreciate how good he is defensively. Like he's so big, so strong, such a good skater. So I I like Dougie to win this one. Uh but, you know, obviously very competitive field and who even knows what the, you know, what the description is. Like who even knows like what qualifies for the Norris, what people are looking at, <laughs> like what the criteria exactly. are. So exactly. You kind of just taking a, a guess at one there. Um, Dunn Rocker Sharbu, Dunn Art Ross. Uh, let's go Hart Trophy. The most I valuable. Mean, you- you picked him for the, the Art Ross, and I, I think there's a clear front runner, and I think he could win it every year as long as he's healthy. And I mean, Connor McDavid. Connor I, McDavid I, I for the Hart Trophy. I, I don't think you can argue otherwise. Like, he's just, he's that good. I mean, you said it for the Art Ross is Connor McDavid. He's the best player in the world. Yeah. I think the one thing that could hurt, though, is that, like, usually, the Hart Trophy winner is in a playoff spot. Edmonton, they may not make the playoffs in that Western division or in that Canadian but, division. But I remember last year people were saying, like, it is a terrible rule. It's not a rule, but it's a terrible assumption just because last year Jack Eichel could have very well deserved to win it. But Buffalo was nowhere near a playoff spot. Yeah, no, I, I agree it's terrible and it shouldn't be the case, but it usually is. Yeah, and and it's a shame for the Oilers too, because in my opinion, they're 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 a good goalie away, right? I think they're a good goalie and several defensemen away and several forwards, and they're, but you know that's just yeah, not an Oilers yeah. podcast, but no, um, I, I I like but, yeah. the pick. I think you know it's 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 an obvious it's a pick, safe but I think pick. it's, it's, it's a, safe a safe pick. pick. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with a different guy, one who you just mentioned as well. I'm going to go with Jack Eichel because, you know, like you said, like he was that good last year that if Buffalo was any good whatsoever, like he could have been in that conversation. And right now Buffalo's not doing great, but if they find a way to get in there on the backs of Jack Eichel and Taylor Hall, it's not impossible, right? Not impossible. And I think, if they get in, I think he's got a pretty good case because if they get in, it's probably because of him. Yeah, it's most definitely because of him. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, I'd like to point out, I'm pretty Jeff sure Skinner. when we did our awards predictions last year, I'd also like to point out, I'm pretty sure I picked Rasmus Dahlin for the Norris. 
didn't pan out. Yeah, that looks like my Adam Fox pick this year. Yeah, we'll see how they go. Uh, we'll see how, how it goes. Um, but it's, you know, you always got to, you every time we do our parlays, you always got to pick an underdog. Always got to. It's always Jacksonville. Always got to pick the underdog. Always Jacksonville, exactly. So, all right. Um, Jack Adams Award. That's a interesting one. Um, can you remind me who won it last year? I can't remember. Oh, goodness. Was it Laviolette? No, it wasn't Laviolette. He was fired. No, no. Uh, could have been Elaine Vigneault. That's what I'm thinking, because I, I was I was going to pick him for this year, but I don't want to pick him if he won it last year. Uh, I'm just pulling it up now. You know, I was not prepped for this question. Me neither. <laughs> uh, it was Bruce Cassidy last year. All right, let's go with Elaine Vigneault this year. Um, I'm sure Vigneault was a finalist last year. He was. Uh, um, let's go with Vigneault this year. Uh, all right. Props to Bruce Cassidy for winning it last year, but this is Vigneault's year. It's going to stay in the division. Um, I just w- – what what Philly's been able to do – I mean, and you can't argue that they're really like that they have a superstar performer caliber player. Like, I mean, they have the current highest goal scorer in the league, but okay. Which is Travis Konechny. Like, I wouldn't put Travis Konechny in elite superstar level. And I think Carter Hart can get there. <laughs> he's not there yet. I think Provorov's close too. I think he's, you know, I but, really like him too. They, they don't have anyone that's really like superstar caliber right now. They have a lot of potential in terms of those players. And I mean, I like Giroux. Giroux's not quite there. Couturier is probably still in the mix for most underrated player as he is like every year. Um, but he's going to be, Vigneault, I think, terrific job ever since he got there. So it's going to be my pick. And Brian Elliott's been lights out as the second goalie as well. Yeah, I'm going to go – you know, I, I like your pick. I thought about going Elaine Vigneault. Um, you know, there, there, there is a couple of guys in the mix for me. I think – initially, I picked uh, Jared Bednar. But I think, you know, Colorado it's, is such always, a good team. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like Sheldon Keefe will probably never win it unless he goes – like undefeated because there's so much hope behind those teams and it can never really go to a superstar caliber team. That's just not how it works. Exactly. So for that reason, I'm not taking him and I'm going to take another guy, kind of an obvious pick. Uh, I think this year, this might be the year he wins his third Jack Adams award. I'm going to go with Barry Trotz. Yeah. I mean, so far they've looked good. Uh, they had that slip up against the the Rangers, but that was never happened. Th- there were uh, extenuating circumstances. I mean, th- it was just a comedy of errors. Um, just Varlamov getting injured in in the warm up, and then uh, Sororkin having to come in and just play in his first NHL game, and not really like not 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 really being prepared uh, for it. So I think that's a good pick. Barry Trotz is obviously a fantastic coach. So I, yeah, I mean, it's a nice safe pick. I mean, it, it's funny that we, it, 
it's interesting that we both picked coaches from the same division. And I think that really speaks to how like saturated that division is with just powerful teams. Yeah. Powerful teams and just like really good coaches. Mm -hmm. Like I don't necessarily think, you know, the, the Islanders are that great of a team, but they're great because they have him as the coach. Um, but we'll, we'll keep things moving here. Um, Selk Trophy, best defensive forward. Last year, it was Sean Couturier finally getting one. The year before that, Ryan O'Reilly. And then before that, pretty much just Patrice Bergeron or Anze Kopitar. And then Jonathan Yeah, I, this, is, this is an interesting pick. Um, it, this one's also, like, along with the Norris, just so hard to to predict um but but you want to know what i haven't picked a panthers player to actually win a trophy yet so i'm gonna go with sasha barkov on this one sasha barkov elite goal scorer elite two-way player i mean i'm just saying this because huberto is gonna pick up the goal scoring so it's gonna allow barkov to really play more of a two-way game Okay, <laughs> we'll see about that. Um, no, I like that pick. I think he's he's always in one of the guys that's in the conversation uh, for this award. So, don't no surprise to hear you say that. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, you know usually this award that always goes to centers, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a winger. I'm gonna go with Mark Stone. Um. Yeah, I, I just he, I love the way up, he plays. Steals the captaincy in Vegas. Yeah, picks up the captaincy, steals the puck like ridiculously good. good um, yeah, good pick. So you know it's it's a tough it's tough for wingers to win this award, um, but I I think he he deserves it for sure, or at least to be in the conversation. Uh, and then you know obviously there's you know the usual guys that are always around like there's Kacherier, there's you know Kopitar, there's Bergeron could go to any one of them uh but for me i'm thinking i'm thinking this is finally the year for, for mark stone all right all right i think we just got a couple more um yeah two <clears throat> two more here uh we'll go uh gm of the year the jim gregory award yeah um another hmm. tough one very tough um Especially since it was such like a, it was such a weird off season, where so many GMs like were, you know, they're kind of limited in what they were able to do. Uh, with with the with the cap and everything. Most definitely, um, yeah. So like so hard to predict. Um. I'll, I'll give it to uh, I'll, I'll give it to somebody who actually did a lot of offseason moves and kind of um, like hit or miss moves and so far they're paying off but gonna throw it out to Mark Bergevin in Montreal um, if if the team can keep up what they've showed early in the season and, and you look at newer players like I mean, Jake Allen had a fantastic game against Edmonton the other night. Um, Joel Edmondson is 
being okay on the blue line, I guess. Uh, and I mean, Josh Anderson just looks like a power horse out there. Um, I, I think that, you know, it's a, it's a team that changed a lot from last season. So I'm, I'm going to throw it on to Mark Bergman. Yeah. Initially, like, I think it's a good pick. I think, you know, Montreal's looked really good so far. A lot of the new pieces have looked great for me. Initially, I was going to go with Joe Sackick, Colorado Avalanche. But yeah, I mean, with the sod deal, I mean, with the sod deal, with bringing in Devon Taves, I think is a really nice ad. Yeah, yeah. And I then mean, I think the, you have, because he's been GM there for a while, like you have to count the other moves that he's made. Like if Bowen Byron plays and plays well, you would count that. Huge, 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 uh, huge trade. Greg Patteron for Ian Cole. I mean, it's just. Yeah, I mean, influential. So that, that was my initial pick. But then the more I thought about it, I thought, oh, is this just too obvious who should win this one? It's Bill Zito, Florida Panthers. Yeah, yeah. Bringing in Carver Hagee, Anthony DeClaire, you know, replacing the guys that he did with, you know, really cost-effective players. Yeah, I mean, and you just look at the guys he picked up off of waivers and just already Gustav Forsling, like, being such an influent, like, such an impactful player so far. Um, I, I definitely think that Bill Zito's at least should be in the running for GM of the year. Um, we'll, we'll see if how, how the team kind of develops in this, like... It's very tough they're, when they're, they're not playing dis- games. It, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's... It, the rhythm their rhythm is going to get very affected and i don't know how that's going to reflect on the actual on ice performance yeah i think i think if the team plays well if they're you know if they're a playoff team in that division i think you know he should be in the mix especially if the new guys play really well um like hornquist played really well last game like that that's an unreal trade getting hornquist from mike matheson so yeah, I think if the team performs, I think I think he'll be in the mix. If not, then then he won't. But we'll have yeah. to wait and see. Uh, last award here, Noah, before we sign off. Uh, saved it for last, the Vesna Trophy. All right. Um, I know you're not picking Connor Hellebuck. What tells you that? Because you have something against him, despite the fact that he is disgustingly good at hockey. I definitely would not use those at those adjectives to characterize his play he's so Um, good some people have just made up opinions about players for some reason um vesna trophy (laughs) i know he won the vesna last year (laughs) um no, I'm going to go with the – I'm going to stick with the Canadian team, though. I'm going to go with a, a team that both of us were very high on for our um, division predictions, and uh, Jacob Markstrom uh, in Calgary. Uh, okay. I think, I think that – hoping, at least for, for Calgary's sake, just because they gave him such a huge contract for a goalie. Um, Which, as we know, always works out. Always, always pans out, but always uh, worth everything. He's 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 looked great so far for the Flames. Uh, yeah, Jacob Markstrom. No, I like the pick. You know, it's again not the most obvious pick, but definitely a guy who's in the mix. Um, I'm gonna go a little bit off the board here. 
like just a smidge, like not so off the board that it's like, no, that's unrealistic. There are actually two guys who came to mind. The first is Mackenzie Blackwood, who as good as Jack Hughes has been, he's arguably been New Jersey's best player. And it's about time because he's been he's been highly touted for how many years now? Like at least three seasons that they're like, okay, like this is his team. Yeah, and he's like he's shown flashes, and he's been like exactly he's, he's slow, like the year over year improvement is what you've seen out of him, and which is mm-hmm. always just encouraging uh, that he keeps taking steps every year. So that was the first guy I thought of, but then I thought mm, he's so young in New Jersey, not great defensively. Yeah, right. And I think I might wear him down over time. And so to me, the most obvious pick, the clear front runner for the Vesna trophy is UC Soros. Wow. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's, he's definitely going to be like that. The, the in between that, they, that Nashville hopes to have between Pekarine and uh, Yaroslav Askarov. Um, he's been he's been great so far. He, yeah, I think sm- he's a small guy though. He's right? five. He's five eleven. Yeah, he's five eleven. Uh, he's looked really good in both his games so far. I think you know at this stage of his career, Pekarine, he's not the guy anymore. This is Yusei Saro's team until Yaroslav Askarov is ready. Um, but so far, two games, two wins, 1.5 goals against average, 959 save percentage. I'm actually surprised neither of us said Semyon Varlamov. Yeah, he's currently like not letting a goal. Literally, like he's played two games and he has not let in a goal. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it's it's very good. No, don't get me wrong. Great, you know, great goalie. But <laughs> well, I me, didn't say I didn't say Varlamov either. But, you know, Verlamov, he's a little older, you know, the body, t- you know, it takes a toll over time. You say Saro is only 25 years old. Really? He's somebody, you, you think he's older because he's kind of been around for a while. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's been Nashville's backup for, like, decades. Yeah. Okay, he's, he played his first NHL game 2015-2016. Interesting. But, but he's always kind of been around. Uh, I, I think this, I think he can do it this year. Is he the front runner? I hope so. No, but I think it'd yeah. be fantastic. Um, and I think I think his abilities look really solid so far. Um, so yeah, and he's playing behind like a pretty good defense, but not super good. Like their top, their bottom pairing's not great. So there's still, you know, still some issues he's got to clean up. But I, I like UC Saros for, for the Vesna. Does it happen? Probably not. But I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with him for this one. Mm-hmm. All right, I I like the pick. Uh, yeah, no man, I, I I like your pick too. We'll we'll have to check back in at the end of the season and see whose picks are looking better. I don't think yeah. either of them are going to be looking great <laughs> for any of these awards, except for the ones where we took McDavid and McKinnon. Uh but we'll just we'll have to wait and see. Um, but but yeah, that does it for this week's episode of the podcast. We'll be back. Uh, I guess on Monday, the brand new episode. Uh, So thank you to everyone tuning in and we'll see you all then.
puck at center. Barkov looking to get a step on Mete. Barkov to the net. Barkov between the legs. Unbelievable. Did you just do that, Alexander Barkov? The Panthers are back on 